Magandang umaga po sa ating lahat. Sa ngalan po ni Bishop Paul Hernandez, welcome to our Sunday Grace uh, celebration. Our text this morning is found in the book of Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. And here we find Jesus Christ having a conversation with his disciples about what it meant to deny himself, to, want, to deny oneself, to take up the cross, and to follow God. This passage is sandwiched between the confession of Peter of Christ when Jesus Christ asked Peter, Who do you say I am? And Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the story of the transfiguration where the disciples found Jesus Christ conversing with the prophets Elijah and Moses. Basahin po natin from Luke chapter 9 verses 23 and 24. You will see it in your screen right now. 23 and 24. Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. Manalangin po tayo. Lord, may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For Christ's sake, this is our prayer. Amen. You know, uh, the people during the time of Christ, have seen the literal interpretation and the literal meaning of what it meant to take up the cross literally. We know that when we speak of the cross, it is a symbol of persecution. It is a symbol of shame. It is a symbol of death. In fact, when you talk about the days of Jesus Christ, it is the capital punishment. Ito yung pinakamataas na parusa sa mga kriminal noong panahon ni Kristo. Para ho magkaroon lang tayo ng konteksto sa kapanahunan natin sa Pilipinas, especially during the time of the Spaniards, we also have a place of execution. In the time of Jesus Christ, it was the Calvary, Golgotha, literally meaning the place of skull. But during the time of the Spaniards, sa pag-aaral natin ng kasaysayan, we also have a place of execution. Sa history, ang tawag po natin dito ay bagong bayan. Tama po ba? Dahil sa bagong bayan, dito po ini-execute yung mga kriminal sa tingin ng gobyerno ng Espanya noong panahon na yon. Dito po ay in-execute through firing squad si Gat Jose Rizal. Diba, usong-usong ngayon, pinapanood natin sa GMA7 yung Maria Clara at Ibarra. Diba, na sinulat ni Dr. Jose Rizal doon sa kanyang dobela na No Limitangere. You know, when you talk about bagong bayan, again, this is the place of execution during that time. But it was not only Dr. Jose Rizal who was executed in bagong bayan. Hindi lang po siya. Siya lang po yung pinaka-popular. But then again, there were a lot of Filipinos at that time who were leading the uprising against the Spanish government who were executed in that place. Doon sa may bagong bayan, the place of execution. Now, during the 1940s, after we were given the independence of the Americans, natuloy pa rin naman yung tinatawag nating capital punishment sa ating kasaysayan. Meron po tayong tinatawag na silya elektrika. Doon po sa mga nakapang-abot pa ng silya elektrika bilang capital punishment dito sa Pilipinas, 1940s until 1970s to 80s during the time of Ferdinand Marcos as our former president at that time, nauso po yung tinatawag nating silya elektrika. Dito po, kinukuryente ang tao. Ini-electrocute sila. Okay? Doon po sila namamatay, ini-execute sa pamamagitan ng pagkuryente. Okay? They were uh, placed in an electric chair. 
Okay, doon po namamatay sila sa pamamagitan ng electric fan. Hindi po electric fan. Okay? Kung hindi, electric chair. Pero dahil maraming mga sectors ng lipunan natin who felt like um, the electric chair was sort of an inhuman thing to do, kahit na po it was sort of a capital punishment, binago po ito sa ating kasaysayan at ginawa po siyang lethal injection. Pero ito po ay tinanggal noong panahon naman ni former President uh, Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. And right now, ang pinalit po natin doon is reclusion perpetua, which we, in, in, in English, it's called as permanent imprisonment. Okay, yun po yung pinaka-capital punishment na meron po tayo sa kasalukuyan. You know, going back to the scriptures, when we talk about the cross, again, we say that this is a symbol of shame, of punishment, even of death. Kapag pinag-usapan po ang krus nung panahon na yon, nobody, and believe me, no one would want to be associated with the cross. That's why, somehow, it's quite intriguing when Jesus Christ said to His disciples that if anyone would want to be His disciples, He must deny Himself, take up the cross, and follow Him. Jesus Christ was referring to those who would wish to be His disciples. And this morning, let's try to understand what Jesus meant when He said, If you wish to be my disciples, you have to deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. And I entitled this message this morning, An Inconvenient Truth from Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. You know, it is confusing again at the outset what Christ meant when He said that we should be taking up the cross because again, we thought that He already have bore the cross for us on the cross, right? Dinala niya na yung cross sa cross ng Calvario, sa Calvary. But then here was Jesus Christ talking with His disciples and saying that if you wish to be my disciples, then you have to deny yourself, you have to take up the cross, and you have to follow me. We know the gospel is the gospel of the cross of Christ. And we believe in the power of the cross in our lives, that's why it's very intriguing and sometimes it's very confusing to say the least. What Jesus Christ meant when He said that we have to bear the cross. Why do we have to take up the cross? This is very inconvenient to say the least para sa atin. Ano bang ibig sabihin ni Cristo when He said that we have to take up the cross. You know, to take up the cross is a representation, an imagery for us Christians of what it meant to actually follow Him. When Jesus Christ said there was a condition, there is a condition to follow Him, to be His disciples, and that is to deny oneself, to take up the cross, and to follow Him. And there are three imperatives, three commands that we can see in the scriptures that we just read. In verse 23, we see here three commands coming from Christ. The first one is to deny oneself. The second one is to take up our cross. And the last one is to follow Christ. If we are to look at the lives of the apostles of Jesus Christ, here is what these three commands and imperatives look like. Here you will see this on your screen right now. Here is what it looks like. You will see here on screen right now, Next po tayo. Makikita ho natin dito the pictures on 14 individuals, the apostles of Christ. Now, tatanungin ninyo, bakit po labing apat yan? Eh, di ba, labing dalawa lamang naman ang apostles, ang disipulo ni Cristo. Now, we know of the original 12 as the disciples of Jesus Christ, right? 
And from the twelve, we have one who betrayed Christ, the name of Judas Iscariot. Ngayon, may pumalit kay Judas Iscariot by the name of Matthias. Makikita nyo si Matthias dito sa bottom uh, right ninyo. Okay, pag nakita nyo si Matthias, yung pumalit kay Judas Iscariot. But then again, we have the Apostle Paul who was given the special apostleship. That's why, makikita natin dito, there are 14 different personalities on your screen at the moment. But here from the 14, merong isa among the disciples of Christ who betrayed him. And trigger warning, at least, makikita ho natin dito that this apostle committed suicide. Kasi nung siya'y nahimasmasan na, itong si Judas Iscariot, he was overwhelmed by what he did when he betrayed Jesus Christ. But also, we have John the Apostle who died a natural death. And when we say John the Apostle died a natural death, meaning he died because of old age. But the remaining 12 that we see here definitely and vividly spoke and lived the life of denying oneself of taking up the cross and following Christ. These are the disciples of Jesus Christ. And when we talk about these 12 apostles, they died excruciating deaths. They were beheaded, stoned to death. They were crucified. And even crucified upside down. Alam niyo po sa panahon natin ngayon, hindi naman natin kailangang gawin yung buhay na ginawa nila. Dahil because of these apostles, they were foreigners. That's the reason why we're able to freely worship God at the moment. But then again, we're not discounting the fact that there are still places, countries all over the world where the giving up of one's life is very much important. Ang tawag po natin dito is the 1040 window where the gospel has not been preached. Say for example, in North Korea, as we know it, is a hermit kingdom. And when we say North Korea is a hermit kingdom, meaning, hindi po ito nagpapapasok basta-basta ng kahit na anong influence sa kanila. Sila lang ang gusto nila. And even the Bible is not welcome in North Korea because the God in North Korea are their former presidents. So we talk about Kim Il-sung, the founding president of North Korea. He is seen by North Koreans as their gods. And if you are going to preach the gospel there, then you will be executed just the same. But for a country like ours, where we can freely worship the Lord because of what the apostles and the disciples did as forerunners of the gospel, what does it mean to follow Christ? What does it mean to deny oneself? What does it mean to take up the cross? And what does it mean to follow Him? Let's read the passage all over again. Luke 9, verse 23 and 24. Then He said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will save it may tatlong bagay po na nais akong maiwanan sa ating lahat sa umagang ito the first one is when we talk about denying oneself this is actually a call to selflessness we are called to resist the urge of worldly things we are called to resist the lust of the flesh. But what does denying oneself mean? You know, denying oneself is actually to dissociate oneself from the self-interest, from our own self-interest, to serve a higher purpose. You know, human nature, that we always want to make sure na may mapapala tayo sa lahat ng bagay. Dahil kung wala tayong mapapala, mapapala sa lahat ng bagay, wag na tayong sumali. That's human nature. Diba? 
Anong mapapala ko dyan? May makukuha ba akong pera dyan? May matatanggap ba ako? Ako ba ang bida? Kasi kung hindi ako, wag na lang. Ayoko niyan. That's human nature. That's the fleshly desires overpowering our spirit. That's what you call what we are supposed to deny ourselves at the moment. We always have that urge to fulfill our earthly pleasures, our earthly desires. We always ask the question, ano bang mapapala natin dito? Ano ang makukuha natin dito? But denying oneself is to disregard our self-interest because we serve a higher purpose. And what is our higher purpose? That is to worship and that is what we are doing at the moment. Singing songs of worship to the Lord is worship. Listening to God's word is worship. Obeying God is worship. Our life in itself should be worship. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 28, it says here, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This is the Apostle Paul vividly saying what it meant to deny oneself. To be crucified with Christ. Meaning, ipinako na sa krus yung ating mga pagnanais para sa ating mga sarili. You know, it's very difficult to deny oneself. Because again, we are still in our flesh. That's why we are relying on the grace of the Lord for us to do so. Para magawa natin yung tinatawag nating denying oneself. You know, our earthly pleasures and our attachment to such is much more stronger than we think. Akala lang natin, hindi tayo attached sa mga earthly pleasures. But every day of our lives, we seemingly are so attached with all of this. So what do we do? How do we deny ourselves from the urges of our flesh? From our earthly passions? Sa mga bagay na dapat tinatalikuran na natin? There are quite a few things that I would wish for us to look at this from the perspective of a very personal thing. Now, one of the things that we could do perhaps sa buhay natin ngayon, you know, this is the social media age. And ang hirap mabuhay ng malayo sa social media. Sino sa inyo rito ang nakaranas ng walang Facebook? Nang walang social media? If you're coming from my generation and generations before me, definitely tayo yon. Tama? Naranasan natin na kaya pala nating mabuhay ng walang cellphone, na kaya nating maglaro ng masaya, na kaya nating magkaroon ng mabuting relasyon sa kapwa nang hindi tayo gumagamit ng cellphone. For those who are coming from this generation, Generation Z, you know, this is a life that we're not going to take away from you because this is the life that perhaps you only know. Ito lang ang buhay na maaaring alam ninyo sa kasalukuyan. But then again, what we have to understand is that again, our earthly attachments to worldly things is stronger than we think. That's the reason why sometimes when we immerse ourselves in social media, what happens to us? We are so much attached to what we see. And what does social media do to us? It makes us angry. It makes us jealous. It makes us compare our lives with other people. That's why sometimes it's always good to have social media break. And that's one way of denying ourselves. Even psychologists would say that having social media break is actually good for our mental health. Right? That's one practical application of denying oneself. But can we do it? Tanan mo sa katabi mo, kaya mo ba kahit isang araw? Hindi ko po alam, isang oras nga lang, hirap na hirap na ako eh. But that's one thing of denying oneself. If you know that you are getting attached to worldly passions because of what you do in social media, 
then it's time to rethink of our behavior in using such. That's one thing. Another one is maybe, practically speaking, we give up on taking revenge. You know, the world's mantra is an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But the scripture says, forgive as you have been forgiven. And we are forgiving because of the forgiveness that we have received also in Christ. In the church, one of the things that we have already forgotten, and perhaps many churches have forgotten, is one way to deny ourselves is to pray and fast. And sometimes, inaasa na lang natin sa mga nanay ang pananalangin. Inaasa na lang natin sa mga prayer warriors ang pananalangin. I remember po before sa pangunguna ni Nanay Des, grabe ang prayer life ng church noon, may 6 o'clock prayer meeting. Pagkatapos may prayer and fasting pa. And believe me, nung mga panahon na yun, alam ng mga tao dito kung bakit tayo nagpa-fasting. Pupunta rito ng alas 5 ng madaling araw at mananalangin. But perhaps we have already forgotten the power of prayer. And we are forgetting, when we are forgetting the power of prayer, that means we are not denying our earthly pleasures. Because when we pray and fast, that is when we deny ourselves and we want to align in the wisdom and in the knowledge of God. Maybe we do not want the wisdom and the knowledge of God anymore. That's why we're not praying and fasting. Kaya po ako'y nagpapasalamat sa mga magulang dito, lalo na sa mga nanay natin. Because they are praying for our church. They are praying for us. But hopefully we revive that passion to fast and to pray. What, why do we fast? Because there's always that sense of urgency to know God's will. There's always that urgency to want to know and to be in alignment to the will of God in our lives. It doesn't have to be communal fasting. It can be individual fasting. Paano po yun? Every 30 minutes, kumakain ako. That is one way of denying the urges of our flesh and aligning our will to God's will. Denying oneself. You know, there's always that urgency to know God's wisdom. And sometimes, when we are not denying ourselves, we are somehow caught up with performing with pleasing people rather than pleasing the audience of one. And when we talk about the audience of one, we are referring to God Himself. There's only one person whom we are supposed to please in everything that we do. And that is our God. And maybe that's the reason why we get easily tired. Madali tayong napapagod palagi. Because we do not have that supernatural fuel that we need to keep moving in our lives. Because we don't pray anymore. We have forgotten the power of prayer. To deny oneself is to deny ourselves of our earthly pleasures, of our earthly passions. And making, making sure that we are aligning our will to that of God. Those are just few practical things, and there are definitely more. The second one, taking up of the cross. And when we say taking up of the cross, this is a call to sacrifice. Again, taking up the cross is a call to sacrifice. And sacrifice is never easy. Hindi ko madali ang magsakripisyo. And what does this mean? You know, this can very vividly seen in the life of Christ. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 29, this is when we see Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
praying incessantly to God, having drops of blood, and praying to God, saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. You know, we see here in the scriptures before the crucifixion of Christ, we saw him in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. Praying to the Father that if it is possible for him not to make the ultimate sacrifice of bearing the sin of mankind all on his shoulders. But he embraced suffering. He took up the cross and made the greatest sacrifice there is known to man. I would like to divide this statement into two. You will see this in your screen. The first one was the request of Christ. What was his request? My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. You know, we have all these prayers, di ba? Minsan sinasabi natin, Lord, sana wag. Sana wag ganito. But those were our requests. But then again, at the end of our prayers, we always seek for God's will to prevail. And this is Christ resigning to the Father's will when he said, Yet not as I will, but as you will. When Christ took up the cross, he saved humanity from eternal damnation. That's the reason why we are here. That's the reason why we can freely worship God. That's the reason why we can come to him. However, while we are waiting for that eternal glory that we have in Christ, we have to take up the cross. And what does that imagery of taking up the cross actually mean? You know, minsan, practically speaking, may mga tao sa buhay natin na pakiramdam natin, cross natin sila. Right? But you know, if you are willing to take up the cross, then you tell that person, kahit na pakiramdam ko minsan, cross ka sa buhay ko, handa akong pasanin kita dahil mahal kita sa Panginoon. Kaya mong sabihin yan? But that's what we pray. That sometimes, may mga tao sa paligid natin na pakiramdanan natin, they are burdens to us. But since the greatest burden was already shouldered by Christ on the cross, we are also to take up the cross no matter how heavy sometimes it is. No matter how difficult, no matter how problematic things could be and might be. To take up one's cross, according to MacArthur New Testament commentary, says it's simply to be willing to pay any price for Christ's sake. It is the willingness to endure shame, embarrassment, reproach, rejection, persecution, and even martyrdom for his sake. You see here, it is the willingness to endure shame, embarrassment, reproach, rejection, persecution. This was the symbol of the cross during the time of Christ. It was what cross was all about before Christ was crucified. On the cross, you know there will be times that we will be shamed for our faith. There will be times that perhaps you will be persecuted. And some of us here experience being shamed and persecuted for our faith. But if that is what bearing the cross of Christ is about, then hopefully we will be gladly doing so because this is nothing in comparison to what Christ bore, to what cross Christ has bore for us, for us to be saved. Christ experienced to be rejected. Christ experienced to be persecuted. You know, this life is not promised to us by God that it's going to be an easy breezy kind of life. This is not going to be a bed of roses. God did not promise us that when we became His people, that when we became His children, 
it will be a life devoid of problems, of troubles, and difficulties. No. In fact, there will be persecutions. We will be shamed, even by our family sometimes, and even by our friends, by our classmates, by our co-workers, or what have you. But then again, what God promised to us was that He will give us the courage. He will give us the peace. And He will give us the grace to do so. Sa ministry, sana hindi lang tayo we are willing to take up the microphone and be seen in front of the cameras or be seen in front of the stage. Hopefully, when we are taking up the cross, we are also willing to take up the chairs kapag may mga gawain tayo na magayos at magbalik kung saan ito nakalagay. That's why I'm, I'm very grateful to Kuya Yuri. Diba? Even before and even until now, walang palado na nakita ko si Kuya Yuri who's doing such an amazing work. That's taking up the cross of Christ. It's not about just being in the limelight. It's all about doing what you can no matter how you think simple it is because in Christ's idea and in Christ's wisdom, lahat po tayo ay pantay-pantay. We take up the same cross no matter how different or no matter how different that cross would look like. Sa mata ng ating Panginoon at sa kanyang biyaya, pantay-pantay po tayo. And lastly, medyo meron pa po ang sasabihin after nito, to follow Christ. And when we say to follow Christ, this is a call to service. To follow Christ is to be like Him in His Word and in His works. And His life on earth was all about following and fulfilling the purpose for which the Father had sent Him. If we are to imitate Christ in serving the Father, it would be His humility that we should imitate. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, it says here, Who in the very nature God, and this is referring to Jesus Christ, did not consider equality with God something to be used to His advantage. Rather, He made Himself nothing by taking the form of a servant, being made in human likeness. You know what Christ did? He made Himself a servant, despite being co-equal with God. For Him, He has to serve, because that is what the Father's will looks like for Him when He was called, when He was sent here on earth. And Christ's service is worthy of every emulation. If we want to be the disciples of Christ, we are called to a life of service. And to follow Christ is to serve Him, not only Him, but to serve His children, to serve our fellows. You know, sometimes in this day and age, we blur the lines between performance and service. And we hope and pray that every time we come to church, we do the ministry, we are in the church, or whether we are in the church, we hope and pray that the grace of God would give us the idea and the attitude always that we are doing this to serve Christ and nothing but to serve Him alone. Wala tayong ibang ginagawa kung hindi ang maglingkod lamang sa Panginoon. Remember that following Christ is not a good, is not because we feel good. Because you know, if you are following Christ because you feel good, may mga pagkakataon that when you are following Christ, it will not feel good. And believe me, there will be many times that it will not really feel good. Because if the basis of our obedience to God is feeling good, it will be easy for us to abandon our faith. Because maraming pagkakataon, we will not feel good in following God. Our obedience is not anchored on our feelings, on feeling good. Our obedience is anchored on the truth of God's word. That we are created 
for a purpose that we are created for His purpose and our purpose is to serve Him, to worship, and to praise Him. You know, following Christ takes taking up the cross, if not sometimes, more often. And it does not feel good sometimes. Believe me, sometimes it does not feel comfortable. But when we fix our eyes on Christ, that is what matters naman. That is what when we see the truth that it is worth obeying God, not because we feel good, but we are obeying Christ because we are called to obey Him. And that is our act of gratitude for Christ saving us. Because in the end, we know that to follow Christ is a life, is to live a life worthy of the gospel. What, what does it mean? What does it mean to live a life worthy of the gospel? In Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, 8 says, Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Now, to live a life of Christ is to live a life worthy of the gospel. Now, how does living a life worthy of the gospel look like in the real world? You know, in the Greek, when we talk about Philippians 1, 27a, let your manner of life be. The word here that was used was actually politiomai. And when we say the word politiomai, is actually coming from the Greek word. Next slide, please. It's coming from the Greek word polis, which means city. And here, nung sinasabi po ito ni Apostle Paul sa mga Kristiyano sa Philippi, he are wanting, he's actually wanting them to go back to the life of, uh, of Greece, in particularly in the city of Athens. Okay? And Athens is a city. When we talk about polis, it means city in Greek. Okay? That's why, kung alam nyo po yung Star Bowl ngayon, before ang tawag natin dito is actually metropolis. Meaning metro city. Because... Polis means city actually in Greek. But here, what the Apostle Paul is trying to point out is that if we are going to live a life worthy of the gospel, politiomai, meaning let your manner of life be. Ang sabi niya, ginamit niya yung polis dito, okay, to live a life like those who are living in the city of Athens, in the city of Greece. Bakit? Ano ba yung buhay ng mga Athenians nung mga panahon, particularly in the time of Socrates? They were using their gifts to encourage one another. They were giving what they could for God. They were praying for each other. And that is the reason why the Apostle Paul is using here the Greek word politiomai, meaning let your manner of life be. What does Philippians chapter 1 verse 27a let says, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. But then again, we are more than the citizens of Athens. Because our citizenship is in heaven. And here, what the Apostle Paul is trying to say is this. Let your life uh, be worthy like those of the citizens in heaven. How does a citizen of heaven behave? Look at your sitmates. That's a citizen of heaven. But how does a citizen of heaven behave? You know, we are sojourners here on earth. Mga manlalakbay po tayo. And we ought to live our lives using our gifts to encourage one another, to edify one another, to serve Christ, to worship God, to be ambassadors of God's truth and of God's grace. Because again, we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven living here on earth. Para sa mga magulang na nandito, how does it look like? Of course, as parents, ito po'y sana maunawa ng lahat ng mga magulang na nandito 
Live a life worthy of emulation in words, in works, and in worship. Ito po nais ko pong sabihin sa mga magulang, never speak ill of your children. Never speak ill of your children. Never speak ill of your wife. Never speak ill of your husband. That is how we live a life worthy of the gospel. It is never right to call your children names. Wag na wag natin silang sasabihan ng mga salita na makasasakit sa kanila. Remember that you are stewards of these blessings that God has given you. Therefore, the same respect that you ask for your children to give you is the same respect that you should give to them. The same respect that you want your husband to give you is the same respect that you should give to them. And also, to live a life worthy of emulation in your works. Work hard. Hindi humadali ang buhay, lalo na sa mga taga sa atin dito. Kahit na po hindi mariwasa ang buhay natin, makikita ho ng mga anak ninyo kung gaano kayo nagsusumikap para ibigay sa kanila ang lahat. Kahit po hindi ninyo mabigay ang lahat, yung gawin nyo lang ang lahat para sa kanila, that's already an example that when they grow up, they will also do the same when they have their own children. It's not only living a life worthy of emulation in their words and in works, but also be an, an example of faith in our worship. Sino po sa inyo rito ang nandito ngayon dahil kayo ay bunga ng pananampalataya ng inyong mga magulang? Many of us are here because we are products of our parents' prayers and faith. Kaya wag ho nating iisang tabi yung pananampalataya na maaari nating ipasa sa ating mga anak. Because that's very important. That's the reason why many of us are here. That's the reason why I'm standing here. It's because of my mother's faith. I always say that. I always go back doon sa aking nanay. Kung hindi dahil sa kanya, wala ako dito. Ginamit siya ng Panginoon, katulad ng kung paano ginamit ng Panginoon ng ating mga magulang. Ganun din naman sa ating mga anak. It's not only to our parents, but to us who are God's children. Serve your parents. Serve your family. For children, you have to honor your parents. Why? Because this is the only commandment with a promise. And what was the promise? If you honor your parents, then you will be living a long life. Do not forget that. Mga anak na nandito ngayon, Honor your parents and you will live a long life. The same way na sinabi natin sa mga parents kanina, we don't speak ill of our parents no matter how different our perspectives are. They are our parents just the same. Remember the words of God, honor your parents and you will live a long life. We serve our family, we serve our parents. Do not stay in the church. Huwag kayong magtambay sa simbahan or sa bahay ng mga kaibigan nyo when you know that you have a responsibility at home. Remember that you are a son, a daughter first before you are a volunteer in the church. And the first service that we should do is to serve our family, to serve our parents, and to serve our siblings. That is how we serve. And not being a burden, not being a cross to our family but being able to serve them. Kung tayo po ay nagtatrabaho, if we are working, then be an example of honesty and integrity in the workplace. Alam niyo po, ang mga katrabaho po natin, hindi sila nagsasalita. But when they find out that we are Christians, they have a higher standard for us. And that's the reason why kapag nagkakamali tayo, anong usually sinasabi nila? 
Kala ko ba, Kristiyano siya? That's because they have a higher standard of people who are professing their faith. That's why we have to be an example of honesty and integrity in the workplace. Hindi natin kailangang magsalita. Sometimes people will just find out with what we do and how we deal with them. If you are a student, then make the most of the opportunity for you to learn. Be an example of a God-fearing and a God-loving student. Ngayon po, may pagkakataon na kayo para makatapos ng kolehiyo. Nung panahon ko at nung panahon ng mga nauna sa akin, hindi po libre ang mag-aaral sa mga state colleges and universities. Right now, it's very free. That's why you have to be a good steward of that. Now, for our Christians, you know, sometimes we will be asked to give more. And sometimes we will be asked to give even when it hurts. And as Christians, all of us who are here, we ought to be peacemakers. That is how we live a life worthy of the gospel. We ought to be peacemakers. We should build bridges rather than building walls. That is our opportunity to connect with people. To make sure that the gospel is not stuck within us. That the gospel is shared. That the gospel is lived. You know, the passage that we read, Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 24, did not end with these three commands, thank goodness. And please, do not misinterpret that the message this morning was all about working for your salvation because it's not. We are already saved. What are the three imperatives again that we see in Luke 9.23? To deny ourselves, to take up the cross, and to follow Christ. But in verse 24, it ended up in hope. It says, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. The passage that we just read did not end with denying oneself, with taking up the cross, and with following Christ. When Jesus took up the cross, remember, it did not end in the crucifixion. It ended with the resurrection. In fact, the whole story started with the resurrection. And sometimes we feel like it's very inconvenient for us to deny ourselves, to take up the cross and to follow Christ. But take heart. Remember that when Christ denied himself, took up the cross and followed the will of his father, yes, he was crucified. But the story did not end in his crucifixion. The story started with the resurrection. If we are to deny ourselves on earth, to take our cross, and to follow God, our eternal rewards are sure to come. Again, please understand that today's message is not equal to work out your salvation. Because whatever we do in denying ourselves, in taking up the cross, and in following Christ is a reflection of the grace that was given us and was bestowed on us by Christ on the cross. At the start of the sermon, I said, when we talk about the cross, the symbol of the cross during the time of Christ was that of shame, of rejection, of torment, and of death. But when Christ was crucified on the cross, the story and the symbol of the cross changed. Jesus Christ 
change the whole idea of what the cross looks like from being a symbol of shame, of rejection, of persecution and of death to a symbol of power, to a symbol of peace and a symbol of life. Before people are very much into not being associated with the cross of Christ. Pero sa panahon natin ngayon, we like associating ourselves with the cross. In fact, ang cross ginagawang palamuti sa katawan ng mga tao ngayon. And some of you, perhaps, you have your cross earrings, you have your cross necklaces, and for some, cross tattoos. Right? But what does it mean? Because Christ already the change, changed our perspective. When it comes to what taking up the cross looks like, Christ changed the meaning of the cross into something meaningful, into something powerful, into something beautiful. And that's the reason why we are here. Because again, right now, there is no more shame in taking up of the cross. Because in Christ, there is no shame in taking up the cross. Because it is in the cross that we do not find death, but it is in the cross that we find life. It is in the cross that we find resurrection. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for reminding us of how it is to life, how it is to live a life worthy of the gospel. Thank you for reminding us this morning that you are if you have called us to deny ourselves to take up the cross and to follow you sometimes it may be very inconvenient for many of us for all of us to do such but Lord we see your example of denying yourself of taking up your cross and of following the will and the purpose of your father Lord we are still here on earth and there will be times that we will break it there will be times na magkakamali kami, na mahihirapan kami to obey you. And so Lord, we seek for your grace. We seek for the beauty and the power of the cross to be real in our lives. That in every day, that in the practical aspects of living, you will help us to deny ourselves, to take up the cross, and to follow you. Thank you, Lord, for changing the meaning of the cross from being a symbol of shame, of persecution and of death and making it into something meaningful into making it into something beautiful and to making it into something powerful thank you Lord that because of it we are able to come before you in power in humility and in your grace thank you Lord for the cross and thank you because we know that you will give us the grace to live the cross in our lives daily. For this we pray for your sake. Amen.